Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, good morning. It's Friday morning. This is the Friday between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. And uh, I'm going to do the Tefillah podcast, uh, sponsored as always by Mishpach Stefanski, who... Uh, but told me that they're interested in um, continuing the Shimon Asri, especially Rafaeno Hashem Benir for Hoshino Benir that bracha, uh, which I've always hesitated to do because it's, you know, it's a lot of unpacking involved when you get to Rafaeno. But okay, if they ask for it, I'll do it. I'll give it my best shot anyway. And here we have the bracha Rafaeno. I'll tell you the honest truth. When I, and probably most people, that's the one you have to have the least kavana for. When I when I mean by least kavana, what I mean is no, there's nothing fancy schmancy. Everybody knows. Do you have sick people? At least once you hit middle age, you know people that you know are sick, and so and you yourself have a talking. You know that's it's part of life, and so the average person, I would think, the average intelligent person, when they see refueno, they ain't going into no spheres or nothing like that. They're just thinking. I know a cousin, a thing, if you're a rabbi, you know people in the show, or others that, you know, this one's in the hospital, and that one's got this issue and that issue, and I have a couple of friends who are doctors that are always, you know, telling me about all the patients who have trouble and so forth, so basically, when you get to Fueno, that's an easy one, send a refuah, a medical refuah, I say again, a medical refuah to all these people who taka need it, this one has this, and that one has that, you know, I mean, it's part of life. So it's not one person has to, you know, focus on. However, not everybody's in my situation. Some people obviously have fortunately more of a, of a reflective uh, life and have the time to, uh, you know, consider what the words mean in this bracha, which is great, which is great. And, uh, you know, not like I say, when I get to Refueno, I immediately have people I have to <laughs> daven for. You get it? And myself. You know, so you like I said before, look here. Uh, but now we come to the medical part. Rabbi Shalom, <laughs> I need this and that and get rid of this and bring that and so forth. But if you take it a little more than that, so it is a very interesting bracha because Rafaino, of course, was in the form that we have it today anyway, is a knockoff of the Pusig and Jeremiah in Yermio, where he's not talking, I don't think, about physical ailments. The prophet Yermio in chapter 17 is always complaining about the uh, sins of his generation. And he's also complaining about his own bitter lot in that he himself was from um, day one subject to uh, uh, ridicule, mock, uh, mockery, contumely, all kind of, you know, uh, he, he had a hard life. And, uh, you know, that's how it went. And uh, and he complains about it. And, of course, he has to give the Jews hell, so, you know, he, he does his job. But remember, he never wanted it. And, uh, you know, let's put it this way. As he says in this chapter, the person 
you know, the 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 you know the trust in God is is really mocked. Okay, and in this context, you know, they're always cussing him out and so forth, and it gets to him. And so, in this pasuk, he says, Hashem you know, call is Yevosha, all those who abandon you, O Lord, will be covered with shame. Sorry, Because the Jews nowadays in my generation have abandoned the Makar Chaim, they've abandoned Hashem. And then he said, Rafaini Hashem That's where you get the bracha from. It's a verse in the Bible. What the verse means is a different story. Because doesn't you know if he says save me? Then what do you mean? Say he lost the auto. Now what's interesting is if you just open Stamas and Mikras Kedolas, you see that they understand this as mental. Yirmiyot when he's speaking about this is not in a physical ailment, but he is under mental stress. His whole life was mental stress. I want you to understand that Hashem told him from the beginning. You're going to have a tough life. That's your lot in life. So he says, I can't take all this junk. And he says over here, uh, just in the Radak, you know, right? From the mental. Because he says, he complains earlier that I'm suffering uh, fatal illnesses. What do you mean fatal illness? He didn't, he wasn't sick. So what do you mean anusha that I have pains that don't means I have pain that doesn't go away, and I have a maka which is, is which is fatal. And the Radak says it's rhetorical. That since everyone is vazim all the time. And they cursed him, so he had anguish. Okay, so right off the bat, I, I, I don't even want to say it because it sounds politically correct, but I will. That uh, I say it sounds politically correct. Rivoino Hashem, there in the original meaning of it, is a mental anguish of art. Okay, I mean that's Rivoino Hashem in the Rivay Hoshinu Kisil Siyoto. He's talking about the mental anguish. Habizu Vaklolo. Uh, so he was in pain, but it wasn't pain from a physical ailment. I, I'm not going to say, because I'm not a doctor, that he didn't have physical you know, symptoms. I don't know. But he certainly had the mental symptoms. You know, the emotional, that's a better word, the emotional symptoms. And uh, you see also, who is it? The, the other Mepharshim say similar, okay? Uh, the Malbim says, that his fate, that he's forced by God to give all these negative nevuas, because that's what Yermio is, caused him a lot of anguish. And so, according to Malbim, when Yermio is saying, Please don't give me any bad nevuas anymore. Give me some positive ones. Enough with the pessimistic nevuas. Give that job to somebody else. Let me have some positive nevuas, like Yeshayahu, you know. Shayahu is 50-50. Give me 50-50. Now, that was not his fate. You know, that's not who Yermia was. 
So obviously when they put together the Shemin Esrei and they were looking for something, you know, uh, for Rafua, they said, oh, we have a wonderful Pasuk over here. It's in Lashon Yachid, but we'll put in Lashon Rabbah. Rafua knew Hashem in their fate because the Shemin Esrei put in Lashon Rabbah. So it's supposed to be communal prayer. And they will just lift it. So that's what they did. But I just gave you what the Rishon, what the Mepharshim say. A plain reading of it would say, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. And so it could be read as like, excuse me, that he's physically sick. So you say, you know, we'll stick that in Shemonesri that way and let everybody think that way which is nothing wrong with, and that's how we do it. I don't believe most people who say Rufuenu, even though they may be vaguely familiar in the background of their memory from listening to the Haftorahs, if they do, that there's Rufuenu Hashem Erefei from Yirmiyahu, I don't think they connect it with when you say Rufuenu. Because most people, as I said before, when we do the Pasuk Rufuenu, we're thinking of our, our own medical needs and people we know and that sort of thing. Now, and and but but anybody who knows the original context knows where this is coming from Yirmiyahu, and the Hasidim have their way of doing. You know, there's all pre-Sadic on this. Um, now, here's the thing. So now comes the unpacking part, uh, which is a chore. First of all. Are you talking about uh, physical or mental? Well, both. Everybody, and I'm not sure people understand that. Nor am I sure that somebody's having emotional problems in their life use refueno, although that's what it's for. That's what Yermiyahu did. You get what I'm saying? In other words, obviously somebody who has an illness, and uh, especially a serious illness, but whatever. So when they get refueno, that's what we do. Let's say a guy has a bad cold. Let's say he has this condition or that condition. Whatever, there's a hundred illnesses out there. I don't even say them. So, of course, he's going to say, faith. What if he's having anguish, let's say, for example, from his marriage or from his, uh, you know, social relations? Or from, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of junk out there, okay? Again, it's just coming to the top of my, I don't know why I'm thinking of it. Let's say somebody's being bullied, you see? Or somebody's being dissed by someone else or something, and it bothers them. I'm not sure if they realize that Rufuena is where you're supposed to go. You get it? Notice, it's not only for someone having a physical illness, so dear Lord, send me a good doctor. Dear Lord, send me a good medicine. You know, guy's got the gout, so he said, send me, you know, the the, the, the Colchris or whatever it is. But uh, it's also, as I said before, the anguish. Imagine Chas Vichalila, a parent has ki- trouble with the kids, or vice versa. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of that around. Or someone suffering from abuse or whatever. There's a lot of it around. If we ain't new, is on the is is on the emotional side. You get it? So if somebody's being bothered by someone else, which I'm afraid does happen, so uh on the one hand you dive and get that guy or that bad person away from me. And the other one says, and save me from the PTSD, if I can use that terminology. You understand? No, save me from the consequences, the emotional which are very real from this negative thing that happened in my life, what's happening in my life. So that's the, that's the most accurate form of that parallels 
your meal. I don't think most people probably think that way. They probably do that in Shema Koleinu, I would imagine. Uh, if even if they're thoughtful and they they dive in that way, I don't know, of course, obviously, but I, the, Kimadumali, right? On the other hand, it is interesting that it's their Fuena Hashem and their Now, if a cure is one thing and a Yeshua is something different, uh, it suggests itself, it seems to me, that one's talking about like a again. I'm I'm unpacking it in a different way now. That refuenia Hashem and is like a regular illness. Suppose somebody's got a bad cold. It's no it's no joke either. You know, you want to get rid of it. Suppose somebody's got, you know, a, a toothache or I don't know, whatever it is. You want to get rid of it. Now, here comes the next scenario. Somebody has a serious illness. Whoa. A serious illness. That's Hoshinu Bnivashia. Get it? No, that's already you need a Yeshua. For a regular garden day illness, you have regular garden day, um, you know, pills, so to speak, medicines. Uh, every parent knows the kid gets this, you get the moxicillin, whatever, and so on and so forth. But then, sadly, there's stuff that hits people, and it's like, whoa, you need a big operation. It's that you need a procedure, you need a this, you need a that. That's already Hoshin of Nevesheo. And so, when the person has them, so I'm going to just make up a story. Refuena Hashem and Shalom, I know a friend of mine who's got a, you know, a, like I say, a, a bad cold or, a, you know, something like that. Uh, so, send him the right doctor with the right medicine. Hoshin of I have another friend who's uh, going to require major surgery. That's already more than Refuena on Hashem and Because that's a matter of refuas. Which like medicines and and, and therapeutic procedures. Hoshino and Yeshua means I need a Yeshua. Get it? Uh, and then you have the interesting expression, which is not in Jeremiah, and that is the Makas. Uh, it's interesting that in the history of uh, Rufuenu, there's a lot of different Nusuchs. I imagine most people are familiar with that at one level or another. Do you say lechol tachloenu? Uh, do you say lechol machovenu? Uh, you know, I mean that that actually is 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 more logical because the person is asking for a fuah for a machov or a tachlua, an illness. I mean that's the right thing that matches it. But if you're standard Ashkenaz, for example, you say you want a fuah from the maka. That's already interesting. A refua from a maka. Maka is a, a, a blow. Now, we're used to it in the Gemara. They say, again, we send refua for the maka and all that. Like in the Gemara But that was already talking not of an illness variety. That already sounds like political. When they say, but the Hashem said refua for the maka, that they say it in the context that it, that the good Lord set up the situation on Purim that Esther became the queen before Haman became the prime minister. You get it? So that... They're using language of refuah, but they don't mean your everyday or even serious medical illness. They mean a political illness. So I said again, you know, that's already for a very thoughtful person. I don't think like that. It's only because I was asked to give some thought to Brichus Refuenu. You know, I sat down for a few minutes and said, then you think about why you say it would make more sense. 
that would make it an entirely medical type of paragraph in the Shemun Esrei. That's the one for the medical thing. That, you know, save us from our illnesses. But we say instead, save us from the makas. So that already is a different story. That's like saying, ay, ay, ay. We got the Arabs, we got the Russians, we got the anti-Semites, we got all this other junk running around. And it's a, it's, it's actually growing like mushrooms. And uh, that's a maka waiting to happen. And therefore you say, no, 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 send their fool before the maka. You get it? Uh, that's already a political prayer. So you see what happens when you start being ayin or unpacking this uh, very dense uh, bracha? It's got a lot of sides to it. Uh, a lot of sides to it. And uh, the maka is, it, it, you know, is a blow, correct? That's not an illness. Uh, a maka can be a plague. That's not an illness. I mean, there's a difference between somebody getting, you know, uh, the measles or something like that. Oh, that's no joke either, but I'm just saying the measles or even the corona now versus the bubonic plague. I mean, that's a maka. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a maka. Or the radiation junk or so forth. So, uh, that's a strong language. Uh, now, I'm sure there are people who write these uh, books explaining tefillahs and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody will say, is a low-level thing. is a middle-level thing. And is an advanced level of illness. But I don't think that's what it is. You know, like I said before, they're just copying out of the out of the, the book of Yemiel. But already, look what we've already started to unpack. You have your emotional illness side. You have your political illness side. You have um, the extremely serious illness that needs Hoshino, that needs a Yeshua. You see what I'm saying? If you scratch beneath the surface, uh, which I repeat again, I usually don't do because you go right away to the medical. There's plenty of people in my life and probably in the lives of many who are listening here, unless you're a young person, you have a, a gay and easy life, you know, then you don't know from illness, so, you know, you can already start to be philosophical about it. Most people, I think, you know, have a list of, of people the same foolish lame before, as the, as the expression goes. Relatives, friends, and, 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 and things like that. But in point of actual fact, the questioner was right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a heavy bracha. Uh, and then, of course... You have the idea that it's said in plural. So when it's said in plural, let's put it this way. If it's Rufuenu for a Maka, you're asking Klal Yisrael should be saved from an upcoming Maka. You see? So there's all of a sudden you're talking not in your personal level or you want to refuel Shlema for an individual person or a set of people, usually a small set of people, but rather you're saying that Klal Yisrael has sicknesses well, there's no question about that, you know, caused by the share of sicknesses, uh, as as we all know, as I spoke about many times, and uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, without saying anything else, this business of uh, the huge assimilation and all that, which is uh, which is an illness raging, unchecked, among rove of Yisrael through throughout our lifetime, um. That's a sickness. You know, I remember uh, many years ago when they used to have the Jewish Observer. So I'm going back a long time. And they used to have, uh, before it went out of business for being too boring, and I'm talking about when it was 
younger in this in the sixty and more interesting. And they had a uh when the Panavish Rav died, Rabbi Kahneman. I'm telling Panavish in nineteen sixty-nine. And they had a you know, a uh Hespit or something like that. An article, a, a memorial article in the Jewish Observer. It's it's funny, still six in line, it was well written by Diane Swift, if anybody remembers that name from long ago. And, you know, he was in England. And uh, he, it, uh, it's funny because I still remember snatches of the, uh, of, the, of the article. And the point he was saying was that this guy hung around a lot with the Punovich Rub when he went to England and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the Punovich Rub died in 1969, so he lived in the first half of the 20th century. And that's when Yiddishkeit in a lot of places kind of, um, you know, fell apart. And he was certainly aware of it. Uh, the godless of the Panavish was, he knew how to squeeze money out of the non from. Uh, and I don't mean that in a cynical way. I really don't. You know, he knew how to touch those buttons from long ago, which I'm not sure he could do today, when he still had a lot of traditionalists out there, especially of the Litvish variety. And he knew how to get money out of those guys uh, for his yeshiva, in a remarkable way. That's what he was famous for. And so, and he went around the world. So he knew the situation of Kalei better than most. And what this Diane Swift was saying in the thing was, he said, I, I, I walked, I'm, I'm going by memory now. He said, I walked with him in the street and we saw all these non I imagine in London or someplace like that. And we saw all this non-from stuff going on. And I said something along the lines that look how, Bad they are, or something like that. Because uh, Swift was like, his real frummy. And the Pondra Bishop said, no, they're all sick. That's all. They're just all sick. You get it? And that's a certain way of looking at things. Which is that the people, not only the fact it's a Tinnish and Nishba, I mean, he was talking at a time when it wasn't even a Tinnish and Nishba, uh, because of, like the first generation of the, of the people went off the Derek. But it's not a question of Tinnish and Nishba. It's a question they've succumbed to the illnesses of modernity, the Judaic illnesses of modernity. You understand? Uh, in which, for a whole bunch of reasons, economic, social, and otherwise, people just stop keeping things. Uh, but it's an illness. You get it? Now, when I look at it as an illness, it's an interesting way, because then I'm not condemning the other person for not being unfrom. Um, so it's, it's a different aspect. Different way of looking at it. What I'm doing is I'm saying that this person who deliberately is eating on Yom Kippur and deliberately is Michal Shabbos and so on and so forth, they don't realize that they're in the throes of a certain cultural illness. Let's use that expression. Right? I mean, they just don't get it. Uh, which is sad. But what do you do when you have somebody who's in a denial? Well, the world is full of that. So, for example... Someone who's very ill and continues to smoke. I think of Dessler, if I remember correctly, said, what's the kasha? I, I, I believe he said this, you know, in the Mechdem somewhere. I haven't looked at this in decades. He says, what's the big kasha about Paro? You know, how could God harden his heart and all that stuff? Uh, <laughs> he says, I know diabetics that, uh, that, that eat the chocolate, and I know people with throat cancer that continue to smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you don't need... The God hardened the heart affair. I mean, we see it all the time. So what do you call the guy 
who has the throat cancer and is continuing to smoke? Uh, the answer is he's sick. You get it? Is a sick. So, uh, uh, meaning there's a mental sick in some fashion. I mean, I'm not a, a, a professional to diagnose it, but I, you know, I'm a fairly intelligent lay person. You show me somebody's got the throat cancer is still smoking, but the guy's a sicko. You show me somebody that uh, has bad diabetes and is eating a chocolate cake, you know, uh, is a sicko. Whatever, whatever it is that's 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 making him do it, uh, but the world is full of such people, and so that's a that's a who po- may possibly be closer to what the prophet Yirmiyahu is talking about. Although Yirmiyahu is talking about himself, who's not in that category. But these are the kind of things he found in that generation, in which you see people sort of uh, logically know better, but they can't help it. They're somehow or other stuck in this behavior. So generally speaking, nowadays, I mean, for a long time now, if you have a, a parents, let's say they're not observant, but they would like their kids to marry somebody Jewish, but you're going to send them off to a, 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 a small liberal arts college in the Midwest where 95% of the people there are more. I mean, not Jewish. What do you expect? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you expect? So why do you do it? You get what I'm saying? They know the chances are overwhelmingly that as a result, they're not going to have any Jewish descendants. And it is something that matters to them. I'm not telling people it doesn't matter. That's already an advanced sickness. It matters to them. But they say, but I can't help it because I got to give my kid a, a, a good education. The kid himself wants one. So that's a sick when you see behavior that you know is counterproductive, but you can't stop yourself from doing it anyway, and you kind of know, really, at the time you're doing it, that there's something wrong with you, you can't stop it, but you continue to go on with this and not stop it, I mean, that's a sick. You see? That's a makka. You understand? That's a makka. In other words, what's the heart of the Makkah? Your inability to uh, act irrationally. You understand? Because you yourself, by your own standards, are admitting that what you're doing is not rational. Rationally speaking, you should be doing making other decisions in life. Uh, and you're not doing it. Um, you know, I mean, just off the top of my head, you'd be smarter if, 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 if you know, go to a non-from college in Israel. <laughs> See? Chances are you can't marry somebody Jewish. I'm just giving an example, you know what I mean, of of a, of a, of the concept of refuah and uh, and, a, and and sickness chola, which is not exactly the regular physical stuff, but rather has to do, as you know, with the uh, wider kind of business. Which, as I just showed you before in the in in the Mikras Kados, that's what the original pasuk is talking about. He wasn't physically sick, Yermiel. But he he was emotionally bothered uh, by the chirufin and the gidufin, as the Malbim puts it, and his other kind of stuff that people uh, you know poured on him. So uh, you see it once again that the Rufuenu is is like really wide, and if a person is very thoughtful, which I don't claim to be, and they think about the condition of Jewish people, Rufuenu would be a very interesting place. When you're davening to sort of shtalzachon, 
but I think, you know, most people, look, I don't know what most people do. I know myself, if I ever think of this sort of thing, it would come out more like um, you do it in another bracha. You get what I'm saying? In another bracha. You know, more like uh, I don't know, something along those lines. I'm not 100% sure when you do it. I mean, I have to I have to be honest. But um, usually, most people, I imagine, don't give this kind of thought to it. Uh, usually, most people just think in, in plain medical terms, which is good, too. You know, we do believe that Hashem is the one who, you, know, you have in this week's parsha is Azinu, Machatzti Vanir Erpah. It says, I'm the, I make people sick and I make people, you know, better. And you don't want to be a kochi votzim yodi sort of thing. And, you know, I, I can beat this illness without God's help. I don't think most people are like that. I mean, you know, there's no atheist in a foxhole. And so usually people get more religious when they, when they get sick, which is, from a from perspective, exactly why people get sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To drive you more into, you know, depending on God. But, um... In terms of what the what the, uh, the 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 maka is and the machla, remember in our nusach the Ashkenazi you, you don't have there the word machla, um, which is just interesting. And um, you know if you say that private hirotzon, so it says tishlak vushlem v'shmaim refuas anever shafuas aguf. Then you start to talk more in terms of medical language. But if you say our thing refuashlem lechomakosenu, you don't directly address the uh, the the machlo you dress the maka, which is more suggestive of what I was talking about today. So um, I don't want to take up too much time. When you get to refuenu, uh, depending on what your situation is in life, you can uh, be and very appropriately uh, narrowly focused on a, a person. For example, has his own health issues, her her own health issues, or in their family or their friends or something like that. But it's also true, and by the way, physical as well as emotional, correct? I mean, today we're very cognizant of the emotional, um, you know, illnesses. And some of them are are really unbelievably bad. I mean, we just had Roshayim Kippur and the Slichos. Was, was not a a physical illness that King David is worried about. He's he's worried about the emotional uh, horror of going cold turkey like King Saul when he lost his uh, 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 Ruach HaKodesh, you know, when he was uh, rejected as king. And, uh, you know, David said, I don't want that to happen to me. You know, Ruach HaKodesh, I'll take him don't, don't do to me what you did to Saul. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we can all understand that. But on the other hand, how should I put it? On the other hand, when you deal with, um, you know, the, the, the I mean, today, to be perfectly honest, look, yeah, I'm not a doctor, I don't, you know, but we have a more of a chemical understanding of the emotional stuff. But uh, there is the 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 angst, the anguish, that is that is a, a major part of all this. Well, you get the point that I'm trying to say. So um, this is. Basically, the main outlines I would suggest when you do refueno, uh what you're thinking about. The person who thinks like the Panavich Rav, that the, you know, the Jews in the generation are sick. And by the way, that thing I said about Panavich Rav, 
happen to be talking about one specific uh, situation, which everybody listening to this podcast will immediately identify with. Oh, again, and I'm from. You could do today, and this would be somebody's really thoughtful. The from Jews in our generation have a lot of problems, and especially, I don't want to get too technical here. Here, um, especially those. Well, just imagine, for example, some of these guys you read about. Uh, how should I put this? Read about in certain places where they're engaged in all kind of lousy behavior. I'm talking about vis-a-vis the volume, vis-a-vis the state. There's a lot of cheating going on. It's this, uh, you know, government uh, under the table, everything. I mean, what is that all about? Uh, you know, why is there so much of that going on? Chassidim, uh, not chassidim. Why is all that going on? It's a sickness. I, I mean, now I'm sounding like I'm giving a sermon. But really, it's a sickness. I mean, why are these people behaving in such a way that's such a such a terrible turnoff to the game? Uh, they got hooked on the money. That's that's my personal opinion. You understand? If you live in this place and that place, like I said, I don't want to say places. If you live in this community and that community, uh, they got hooked on on the money, and and basically the money justifies anything. And it's bringing a lot of anti-Semitism, in my opinion, and the opinion of many intelligent observers. And you can't stop them because they're sick. See the language I just used? They're sick. Now, they're not sick physically, but they're sick, you know, culturally or emotionally, whatever you want to call it. And they're behaving, they're engaging in behaviors that bring nothing but sinna on Claw Yisrael here in America. Um, and, you know, that's really Rufuenu. I mean, that's somebody who's very uh, statesmanlike and enlightened. He'll say, Rufuenu, Shem, I mean, you're going to say, you know, change these guys' mind and uh, make them not so materialistic. I mean, you could have a Shramal Kapot to be very materialistic. Uh, <laughs> just just look at the ads in the in the Mishpacha and the, and the Ami, you know. <laughs> uh, you can be pretty doggone materialistic. And uh, the materialism itself can be a sickness if it's not handled properly. I think you agree with this. One of the problems we have today is we're not that good at handling materialism. We're in a generation where the economy is better for a lot of people, not for everybody, of course. And, you know, there's possibilities of spending money in a lot of unusual ways, which probably their parents and grandparents did not have. And are they making wise choices uh, on how they're spending their resources and things like that? That's actually, uh, you know, uh, that's a real refueno. Anyway, I went too long. So I'll just uh, conclude by thanking Mishpacha Stepanski as always and uh, wishing everybody a, a good Shabbos um, and hope to get him one before uh, Sukkot. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.